What's up, peeps? Welcome back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us for the podcast edition of the AEW Insider. Uh, definitely check out our YouTube. I've been putting crazy videos up there. And I put a video up yesterday. The only thing that's the same between this podcast and the video is my WrestleMania predictions. All the other news and gossip is all different. So make sure you show some love on both. On all major podcasting platforms, Facebook and YouTube, we're under the AEW Insider. And on Twitter, we're under the AEW Insider 1 as a number 1. Uh, if you want to be entered to win a Series 1 AEW action figure, make sure you stay tuned to the end of the show to find out how you could be the lucky winner. Alright, for this show, I do got some news. Then I got the full WrestleMania card and my predictions who I think is going to win. And then we got some more news for you. So let's get to the show. AEW. I reported on my YouTube show that AEW is taping their show at secret locations. Supposedly, they recorded enough television tapings to last for several weeks, if not months in advance. Reportedly, the company has taped enough shows to take them through Double or Nothing in late May. Some of the matches may also air on AEW Dark rather than Dynamite. Thankfully, no member of the AEW staff or its wrestlers have tested positive for COVID-19 so far. The plan moving forward is for AEW to continue rotating their staff. For example, the wrestlers who worked Dynamite also worked the tapings for Thursday, for the exception of Chris Jericho, who provided commentary. This will limit the number of wrestlers who need to appear from week to week. Jim Ross gave some serious props to Sammy Guevara. He said, He's a good-looking young kid, and I say this on TV, and I'm not doing this for hyperbole. He does remind me of Eddie Guerrero. Is he going to be as good as Eddie? I don't think anybody's ever going to be as good as Eddie. Okay, I don't know that. But I know this kid has great potential. That's some pretty, pretty high praise from somebody who's seen them all. On the WWE. Tomorrow is the kickoff for WrestleMania. As we know, it is going to be held over two nights. So right now, I do have the updated card. I won't lie to you. On SmackDown tonight, I did miss what they're going to do with the tag team ladder match. So I don't have that. But besides that, I do have everything else. So the first match I do have is Dolph Ziggler versus Otis. And I got some news about them later, what happened on SmackDown tonight with those two. But my pick to win is Dolph Ziggler. I mean, Dolph's the best. After tonight, I don't know. We'll get to that. But literally, Dolph is my favorite current wrestler today besides Sammy Callahan. I hope he gets a proper push again one day. But I think Dolph is going to win this. All right, we also had the Kabuki Warriors versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Now, normally I would go with the Kabuki Warriors to retain, but we know that Kari Sane has been injured and it was a head injury. She's been cleared for a little bit, but then she wasn't cleared, then she is. And why are they going to keep the belts on her waist so God forbid in three weeks again she can't wrestle, what have you. So that's the only reason why I'm going to go with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross to win the belts tomorrow or Sunday. We also have Sami Zayn with Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura versus Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak. It's for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. 
I gotta go with Sami Zayn, man. His little little faction is turning into something pretty good, and I just don't see Daniel Bryan beating him with those numbers, to be honest. But I think it's awesome that Bryan and Gulak teamed up. Drew Gulak is a huge, huge fucking talent. We also have the Rated R Superstar Edge versus the Viper, Randy Orton, in a last man standing match. We know it's Edge's first match back. There's no way he could fucking lose. I mean, he can, but it just wouldn't make sense. Edge has to win. We also have Elias versus King Corbin. I'm going with my dog Elias. And like I said on a YouTube show, I hope this kicks off a big championship run for him. I know it's not for the belt, but I hope it puts him in the running for the belt because he deserves it. We also have Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley coming out with Lana. And like I said on my other show, I'm going with Bobby Lashley, baby. Why? I don't know. Alistair Black's got the momentum. Paul Heyman loves him. He's been pushing him. But I think Bobby Lashley should pull that one out. We also have, and this might have changed tonight too. I don't know if it did. If, I, if it did, I apologize. But we also have the Street Profits versus Austin Theory and Angel Garza with Zelina Vega for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship. Now, if you watch Monday Night Raw, you see that Montez Ford did that flip over the top rope. Fucking Austin Theory did not even catch him at all. Montez Ford landed directly on his back on the ramp in a concrete. They said he's injured. It could be part of a story. I don't know. But if he is really injured or he got hurt, then of course Theory and Garza are going to win. If not, who knows? But I'm going with Austin Theory and Garza to be your new champs. All right, peeps, don't go away. You still got my predictions for Kevin Owens versus Saints versus Seth Rollins, the Undertaker AJ Styles match. Brock vs. Drew. I got some crazy wrestling news. A GoFundMe was started for a famous wrestler today because of his health. We got some Kofi Kingston when he fought Vince McMahon. Crazy shit. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, peeps. Thanks for coming back. Let's get right back to WrestleMania predictions. Uh, next, I did have the Tag Team Championship Triple Threat match with The Miz and Morrison. Like I said, I don't know what they said about it on SmackDown tonight or if they're going wait to uh, wait to WrestleMania, but The Miz is legit sick. When he showed up for the taping, his fever was too high, he was sick, he was sent home, so they never were able to tape that match. I don't know what they taped to replace it, so we got to stay tuned and see. Uh, also, too, which I've reported on the YouTube show, The Miz and Morrison put out a rap this video, and honestly, it was actually pretty good. Check it out on our social media. Uh, we do have Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. I did pick KO the witness. Normally, I go with the Messiah Monday Night Raw. I love Seth Rollins and I love here Rollins, but just for the way the story's been going, when Rollins is shitting on him like that and he never had a WrestleMania moment, I predict this will be KO's moment. Uh, we do have The Undertaker versus AJ Styles in a Boneyard match. Now, I know everybody for the mother is going for The Undertaker, but I always go for the underdogs, and I'm going with AJ Styles. After that, we do have the Women's Championship Fatal 5-Way Elimination match. We have the current champ, Bailey versus Lacey Evans, versus Naomi, versus Sasha Banks, versus Tamina for the WWE Women's SmackDown title. I'm going with Lacey Evans. She's deserved this, man. She's been pulled up to the main roster. She definitely proved her worth. Her gimmick's fucking dope. I want her to win it. 
Uh, we also have John Cena versus The Fiend. And John Cena did accept The Fiend's challenge tonight on the end of, on the end of SmackDown. And it was a pretty good, cool segment, so check that out. Uh, there's a Firefly Funhouse match. The winner, The Fiend. It's got to be The Fiend, man. John Cena doesn't need it, which really doesn't matter. But he's going back to fucking Hollywood. He's just doing this to waste time. There's no way he should beat The Fiend. Uh, we know they filmed it like a Hollywood movie. We know The Fiend and Bray Wyatt both make an appearance during a match. And it's probably going to be the second best, if not the best, in the night. We also have the man, Becky Lynch, versus Shayna Baszler for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. I'm going with Baszler, man. The Lynch, has had, Lynch has had that belt too long. I like Becky Lynch. I think she's great, but it's time for her to pass the torch also. And Baszler has worked her ass off for it. We do have Goldberg versus replacement. I mean, Roman Reigns replacement, Braun Strowman, which I told you earlier in the week. It was made official tonight. Uh, they did say that they were going to get rid of Roman Reigns in a unique way, but if they did, I missed that too. But Michael Cole did announce that Braun Strowman will be going against Goldberg for the Universal title, and I'm going with Goldberg to beat Braun Strowman. We also have Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, the fucking chosen one. I'm going with Drew. He was handpicked by Vince McMahon over 10 years ago to be WWE champion one day. And this fucking WrestleMania will be his day. Get him, Drew. And finally, I do have Rhea Ripley versus the Queen, Charlotte Flair. I'm going with Rhea, Rhea Ripley. I've liked her forever, even before they called her up, you know what I mean, on the main roster, put the spotlight on her, her gimmick and just her viciousness, the, the viciousness, she's fucking awesome. I hope she's going to dethrone the queen tomorrow. All right, let's get back to some news. The truth was told on WWE SmackDown as a hacker with a couple of hidden cameras revealed that Sonya Deville was behind a relationship with, between Dolph Ziggler and Mandy Rose, plus the Otis heartbreak. So tonight, everybody came out to the ring because Dolph was about to fuck Tucker up on the steel steps. As you know, last couple of weeks, mysterious email logos have been showing up on SmackDown during Ziggler's segments. Everything tied together when the hacker made an appearance tonight and revealed that Sonya sent text to Otis and schemed with Dolph Ziggler to sweep Mandy off her feet. So we got to see what's going to happen with that. All right, during a recent interview with Sporting News, Drew McIntyre commented on being released from WWE in 2014, facing Rocket Mania, and more. I'm where his career would be now if he wasn't released. It wouldn't be where I'm at now, that's for sure. I think for a number of reasons, I think it would be difficult to get where I am if I never went away, without the microscope of WWE on me. I was allowed to grow and try things and fail on the smaller stage and apply lessons I learned to WWE without the WWE pressure. I did a lot of it with my friends in Scotland who were so supportive. Initially, I had to build that confidence until I became a future performer across the world and a confident one at that. I think that if you the transition for me from the 3MB guy to fighting for the WWE title, the fans wouldn't have thought it'd be that way because of the way I was positioned such a long time ago. 
I don't think there's any way to do it for me back then. Maybe we could have, but for the fans, they certainly wouldn't accept it me if I didn't go away and didn't rebuild myself. I was rebuilt from scratch when I got released. Excuse me, when I got when I got released, I was about 20 feet down, and I had to dig about 20 feet up from scratch, and I went on from there. And that is true, man. He even said he was out of shape. He was all pudgy. They sent them away. He went on the independent circuit, man. Took a bunch of steroids, too, obviously. But he blew the fuck up. And I'm a huge Drew fan. I was all the way back in the day. So I'm proud of him. But we do got to pay the bills. When I get back, I got more of his interview when it clicked on him that he was going to get a shot at main event in WrestleMania. I also got Triple H talking about WWE and the coronavirus. We got what happens if you, you get caught leaking information about matches in WrestleMania at WWE and a lot more. So definitely stay tuned, peeps. All right, peeps, let's get back to the show. Back to Drew McIntyre and if he ever thought he would get a shot at main eventing WrestleMania. He said, I can't say like, oh my God, I never expected this to happen because it was the goal all along, especially in the past five, six years of hard work. My long-term goal was like within three years of planning to be in the title match at WrestleMania. I was aiming for more next year. I didn't want to think too far ahead like I used to when I was younger. I used to think too far ahead and those things never happened. It's all about long-term goals. In my head a few months ago, it started clicking. A few pieces of the puzzle. I didn't quite know where they were going, but things were now going well. I always in I was always in featured matches, but not as the featured guy. And then suddenly, I was given more microphone time and started being myself, and the crowd started responding. I was having fun, and the crowd was having fun with me. I was still kicking ass, and that's what I do. The fans started digging that organically, even though I was technically a bad guy. I arrived just in time for the Royal Rumble. Brock Lesnar was dominating everybody, and when I eliminated him, it took me to a different level. That's what then when I won the Royal Rumble and people cheered me, it all dawned on me because Edge was eliminated before Roman Reigns and he just returned after nine years and the fans could have turned on that match. But they stayed with me and they've been with me along for this journey and the pieces started coming together this year. I'm excited about what's ahead. During a recent interview with ESPN MMA, Triple H commented on a criticism that it's unsafe for WWE to be airing WrestleMania this weekend on how he believes they are providing an essential service. There's going to be critics of everything. I think that what we're doing is this. One, we want to provide what we believe is an essential service in entertaining our fans and entertaining people around the world. And I think that you see with ESPN picking up past WrestleManias plus Fox and NBC, we can put out content. Even our historic content is evergreen in nature because of the storytelling aspect of what we do. Also about the criticism that it's unsafe to hold WrestleMania this weekend, even with no crowd, because people still need to be clear to be close to each other. We're taking all the precautions necessary. We're working with the government officials very closely locally. We're taking all the precautions. We're screening our talent. We're making sure there are no risks. Anybody that's been uncomfortable with doing this doesn't have to. The crew and the staff is very limited. We're working the talent in ways where we bring a couple in for their particular stuff and then they can leave and keep the people separated as possible. So trying to do this in a safe way, yet still being able to perform a vital service, and obviously we're doing the best that we can. 
Now, come and find out. You know, I mean, it should be obvious, but leaking WWE information is a fireable offense, according to a new report from Sports Illustrated. WWE has to deal with spoilers leaking just about every week, but the recent TV and pay-per-view tapings were a bit different. While the coronavirus forced WrestleMania 36 to be removed from Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay to an empty WWE Performance Center. WWE's priority is to make sure WrestleMania 36 is presented in the best form possible. It was noted that last week's WrestleMania 36 tapings in Orlando ran overnight from 11 p.m. till 5 a.m. in the morning. Along with the WWE chairman, Vince McMahon, there were only a limited number of people present on the set for the pay-per-view tapings held last week. That included Kevin Dunn, Paul Heyman, Bruce Pitcher. Sports Illustrated noted the majority of the producers or agents were not present for the matches, but the ones that are local to Florida are the, unlikely, excuse me, are the unlikeliest candidates to leak spoilers, including Adam Pearce, Hall of Famer Shawn Michaels, and the road dog uh, Jesse James, well, Brian James. Former WWE on-screen talent Zeb Coulter was a guest on the latest editions of Sean Mooney's Primetime with Sean Mooney's podcast. Coulter discussed, discussed his WWE stint in detail and opened up about a current AEW star, which is Jack Hager, when he got a DUI arrest in 2013 for WWE. Uh, Colt says, excuse me, Coulter says, I was walking with him, talking about swagger, and Vince came right out as we walked down the hallway. Jack said, hey, are we being paid, man? He said that to me. He's trying to figure out his position and what he's doing, and I didn't blame him. Uh, Jake said, Vince, I need to talk to you. And Vince said, "You, Jack, you're an idiot. Jack said, well, yeah, I know I'm an idiot, but can I talk to you? Vince said, Jack, you're an idiot, and Vince just kept walking. I don't think Jack ever did talk to him about it. That's pretty fucking crazy. All right, peace. We got to pay the bills again, man. It's a big show for you guys. Night before WrestleMania, so I want to bring it to you. Next, I have a legit story of when Kofi Kingston got into a fight with Vincent K. McMahon on an airplane. Plus, we got another random wrestling news story. We'll be right back. All right, peeps, we're back. It's been a long journey, but it's been a good one. Let's finish out this show. Kofi Kingston told Fightful.com how he and Vince McMahon got into a fight on an airplane. He said, It's one of my vivid memories in sports because it's the wild world of wrestling. You know what I mean? We were on our way to a press conference. As we were getting off, Vince started trying me a little bit. He's like, You want to fight an old man? I'm like, Yo, what's going on? What's happening? I got kicked off the plane because I wouldn't fight him. I was like, uh, okay. Jericho did come down. He said I had to go back up there because in this weird world of wrestling, this is how you had to get respect. And I was like, uh, okay. I guess I'll go back up there and try to fight my boss. We got up there and we started going back and forth. All of a sudden, I got double-legged on the plane. I'm like, oh my God, we're really fighting. This is crazy. He said, I had the wizard in. The ref probably wouldn't have given him the two points. But you got to keep in mind, the aisle in the plane was about three or four feet long. All of a sudden, he started laughing. He said, ah, I know that you'd want it. 
I'm being thankful that Jericho told me to go back up there because who knows in this weird world of wrestling, if I don't go up there, all of a sudden, he doesn't think I have what it takes. I don't know if I would have had the career I would have had now. It could have been a very different time for me. Back then, it was a wild night for sure. Anyone who is an amateur wrestling, if you have that wizard in, they can't all word control. I don't know what that means. He says A-W-A-R-D. <laughs> anyway, who knows that would have happened. I'm pretty sure I might have been able to get my legs out and sprawl on. It didn't have to go that far, and I don't think it was about the actual takedown. But who knows? He said we were still kind of in the early stage of our relationship, so I don't know if there was a shift or anything. I've been really lucky to have a good relationship with Vince over the years. I've been really lucky to have an experience so much in my career. Obviously, Vince is the one who makes the decisions at the end of the day. I've taken a lot of pride in being able to deliver over the years and maximize the opportunities that I've been given. I'm always thankful of, excuse me, I'm always thankful of Vince for giving me those opportunities for the past decade. I just keep trying to knock them out of the park every single time. And Kofi also has gone on record and said that fans will be pleasantly surprised with WrestleMania this year. And he thinks that Drew and Brock have the best match. And I've been saying that all along. That or Cena versus The Fiend. All right, random wrestling news. Pro wrestling veteran Tracy Smothers, who competed in WCW, WWE, and ECW, plus Smoky Mountain Wrestling, was sadly diagnosed with stage 3 lymphoma last November. In addition, Tracy has also lost 45% of his heart's function following the suspected heart attack. Now, his close friend and fellow wrestler, Cassius Ono of NXT, has started a GoFundMe. He wrote, I met Tracy Smothers on a spot show in Wisconsin when I was 19 years old. I thought to myself, there's no way this guy can be this friendly. Well, here we are 20 years later, and I'm sure hundreds of you had similar stories throughout your lives of Tracy going up and beyond and being welcoming, plus helpful to our kind. Our relationship may have started with Tracy showing me the rope, so to speak, but to this day, Tracy has always looked out for me as a person and as a friend. He just cares. And I spoke with him on the phone tonight and asked him if he helped if I would mind starting a page for him. I told him that he spent most of his life and career helping others. It's time for some of us to give a little help back. Now, almost a year ago tonight, well, it was, a, it was a year ago tonight. It was a Friday night. My daughter and I were out in New York City in New Jersey for WrestleMania week last year. You can check the footage out on our YouTube. We went to an event or at least two events every day. Friday night last year, a year ago tonight, we went to Joey Ryan's penis party. And let me tell you, what a fucking pay-per-view show that was. Regardless, Tracy Smothers had a spot on the show. His character was so rude, so absurd, so racist, you wanted to fucking hate him. He had the crowd eating out of his hand. He was fucking amazing. We, we, I fell in love with his heel persona that night, and it's crazy to hear that he's such a nice guy behind the scenes, because that's what you would figure. But I'm very, very, very sorry to hear this. That man is a huge talent in the ring, and definitely on the microphone. 
All right, peeps, it was a long show, but I know it was a good one. I wanted to give you my predictions for WrestleMania. Remember, we got it tomorrow night and Sunday night, and I think it's going to be pretty damn good, to be honest. I will be back here and there, probably doing after shows, what have you, with some more news. Uh, remember, if you want to win an AEW Series 1 action figure, you got to like and comment on one of our YouTube videos. Hit us up on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Remember, it's AEW Insider 1 is the number one on Twitter. All right, uh, peace. We'll be back in a couple days. I'm rambling on as always. I love you guys. Remember to check out the podcast and YouTube, and we'll see you soon. Ciao.